You're listening to Your Art Friends, Beth Radloff and Andrew Thompson. They're about to have a thoroughly unserious discussion about art. But don't worry, whether you're Da Vinci or the Worst, there's room on this palette for every color. If this is your first time listening to Creatives Brainstorm, be forewarned, because once you start looking at life like an artist, there's no undo button. Christmas special. <laughs> Hi, I'm Bev. And I'm Andrew. <laughs> and we're, we're your, your art, art friends. friends. Let's get merry. Earlier today, I was thinking about what I was going to say for that. And I was really tempted to uh, use what I have on one of those little pin boards downstairs. Because I bought one of those like light up pin boards with like the letters. Um, oh, yeah. Like two years ago. And it's been pretty much the same thing since I bought it, which was I wrote, be fucking jolly. Be fucking jolly. I remember. <laughs> yeah. And then I changed it for Thanksgiving and I this year for Friendsgiving. So it said, be fucking thankful. <laughs> <laughs> so I was going to say, be fucking jolly. Be fucking. OK, well, let's let's take it again then. OK. And we're here, our friends. Be, be fucking, fucking jolly. jolly. <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> Very nice. How you feeling, man? You you just came back from two back to back weekends of conning, pulling some cons. <laughs> I am so tired. Um, I know it doesn't sound like it because I just had some coffee and whatnot. But yeah, two cons. I did Emerald City Comic Con in Seattle, followed by C two E two in Chicago. The very next weekend, I had less than twenty four hours. Yeah, less than twenty four hours in. My house before going to the next con. For um, our European listeners, how long of a plane ride is it from Seattle to Chicago? Uh, Seattle to Chicago was, I think, a four-hour flight, three or four-hour flight. That's not too bad because I it know from too California bad, no. to Michigan, it's a six-hour flight. Hmm. But we're going across, like diagonally, as yeah. in addition to across. It might have been more than that. I don't really remember because I just kind of fell asleep. 1,800 miles? It's a lot. You you were home for 24 hours. Less than 24 hours. Wow. I got home at 7 p.m. from the airport on Tuesday night. And then I left by, I think, 2.30 or 3 p.m. the next day and started driving to Chicago. Oh, God. And I had to restock everything in between. I can't imagine. I've had one experience doing this, and it was so stressful to to do what you've done. <laughs> bravo, my dude. Thank and you. And bravo to all of the artists who are listening who do back-to-back shows. Yeah. I have a grander appreciation for it. Yeah, there was, there was a little crew of us, uh, some uh, friends of the show, that all did that. Uh, we had Von Art. We had, you know, Sean, Dustin, and Sang. All of us did... Both of those shows back to back. Yeah. And in the second one, you guys were all in the same alley, like yeah. next to each other. Yeah. How how random is that? Um, I, Most cons, when you apply and get accepted, they usually ask you, like, there's a form that's like, oh, like, is there anybody that you want to be near? Is there any reasons why you want to be near them? And I think we all listed each other because, like, we have a group Fun. chat. Yeah, we have a group chat where, like, we usually post 
like whether or not we got into a con. And whenever I see who got into that con, I usually just like grab all those names and paste them into the like box for that con. And I think they did pretty much the same thing. That scribbly sound you're hearing is me taking notes. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) And, and I think another thing too, is both Emerald city and C2E2 were run by the same company. And so Mm. at Emerald city, we were all in the same like Island because they did their artist alley in these like big little rectangles. Big Um, little rectangle. Yeah. You know, big little rectangle. So medium (laughs) cover all of the, all the sizes. Um, so at that show, I was on the corner and then Sean was next to me, then Tim, then a friend of ours, another friend of ours, and then, um, Sudi Bear. And then behind me Mm -hmm. was Sang and Dustin. It's so exciting. I feel like this is this little, our little pocket of two folks has been growing to a pocket of six folks and maybe we can grow it to a pocket of 12 and just like pyramid scheme this thing out with friendship. Yeah. You and I at the top, everyone else below us. Yeah. (laughs) Make us money. (laughs) Emotional money. (laughs) (laughs) I used to say that back when I worked uh, a full-time job at a studio that was sucking my soul out. And then I started doing YouTube on the side. I was like, oh yeah, I have my job, which gives me money, money. And then I have my YouTube, which gives me heart money. Yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, I didn't. I was laughing because when you said a a job that sucked my soul out, my brain internally went... A sucking noise, like <laughs> of like a company doing that. Me, you made you and laugh. I was like, you made yourself laugh with that yeah. little sucking noise. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's every day for me. That's a thing that many of us creatives experience. That soul sucking job. That's like we go in, we leave, and some days you go home and you just plop onto your couch and you do nothing else the rest of the day. Nah. Yeah. I I remember understanding for the first time this kind of you know how everyone's like we we celebrate for the weekend. We're doing it for the weekend. Finally, yeah. the weekend. Yeah. I've always liked the weekend fine, but when I was in school, I liked school. But then I moved to LA and I started working this like big boy job. And all of a sudden I was like working for the weekend in truth. And it was a nightmare. Well, yeah. Oh, I hated that feeling <laughs> so much. Because suddenly it was like, well, why am I living five days out of the week? I'm just in hibernation until the weekend where I get to like enjoy my life. Yeah. Uh, never again. Knock on wood. We hope. You can go the freelance method where you just lose track of all sense of what day it is. It's great, though, because then, then you're at not 1 working PM, for a weekend because everything's the weekend slash everything's the weekday. I like that <laughs> because sometimes at 1 p.m. on a Tuesday, I can sit down and play a car racing game on my TV and yeah. no one will get mad. So one thing I recently learned is as a freelancer, I can take advantage of the fact that I can go see a movie in the middle of the day when yes. everybody else is at work. So I can skip all the really packed theaters skip the lines and not be anxious about going into a theater to watch a new movie that just came out. I can, have you ever taken a shower at noon? Oh, it's great. On a Wednesday? It's great. It's great. I was a habitually late person and I was also a habitually greasy bitch because I don't have time to take a shower in the morning. It takes too long. I, oops, I woke up. Got to get in the cargo. 
Gotta get that dry shampoo. Yeah. So what's been up with you? Uh, me. In three hours, mm-hmm. I'm gonna get a tattoo. A third tattoo. <gasps> I told everybody that I got a, my first tattoo. And then I secretly got a second tattoo. I didn't tell you guys about that. And now I'm getting my third tattoo. You're so tough. I know. <laughs> That's my goal. I want I want people to look at me and be like, whoa, don't mess with her. I feel like she's a, cool. In the recording of this show, you've leveled up several times and you've chosen to take your level up and apply it to your toughness. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have a plus three in toughness. Yeah. Or at least in three hours I will. Yeah. Yeah, I'm getting a dragon. Ooh. So I'm gonna have a little like wet amphibian. I don't really know how to classify these guys. I've got a frog on my arm, I've got a crab on my arm, and then I'm gonna have a river dragon on my arm. Nice. Is the dragon of your own design or is it from something? This is the first one that I'm sort of leaving up to the to the artist oh, cool. in full. Because the first two I sketched something. The first one was like a sketch collaboration. The second one uh, I sketched it, and the artist was like, fuck, I love it. Can I just draw what you drew? And I was like, yeah. So, <laughs> so the second one was pretty much my drawing nice. um, with a little a little bit jazzed up by the artist. But this third one is based mm-hmm. on an existing flash piece of hers. Okay. With, like, custom... Basically, it's a, a dragon's head, and then emanating out from the dragon's head is a bunch of uh, flora. A bunch yeah. of plants and stuff. And in the original one, it was like mushrooms and branches and things. Um, but I want mine to be like either or a combination of Michigan River plants and like apple tree, Michigan tree shit. Mm-hmm. And so I have given her her own flash design and said, like, I love this dragon head. I want this Korean dragon head. But here, here's kind of nebulous what I want outside of that and i'm inviting her to go ahead and freehand some of it on my arm so i'm giving up control it's very scary i also was invited to book for january and i Mm -hmm. opened up the calendar and it was like all of december's booked except for one day next week and so i was like what if i just did it now now (laughs) merry christmas to me (laughs) yep can i afford this no Am I doing it? Yeah. <laughs> nice. But that'll be the last one for a while, I think. Because that'll that'll complete, for now at least, that'll complete the what I want to do with my right arm. That'll be cool. I'm so excited. Yay. I'm You're excited, so excited for you. Thanks. I'm excited to see what it looks like. I'm scared, though, because it's going to be on the underside of my arm, and that's yeah. the part of my arm that rests on everything. Ooh. So for the next two weeks, so you're, you're like just going to see me. Everything. I know. I can't wear clothes. I'm going to have to put my <laughs> arm up on my head all the time. There you go. I just started working out. I'll never be. I can't do it. I can't do any planks. <laughs> so that's my Christmas present to myself. Nice. Don't get too tough. This, the, the tone of this podcast might change. I didn't think about that. <sighs> oh, no. I hope you guys... Will not be too scared of me. I hope I do not intimidate people away from listening to your art friends. Like after your next, after this tattoo, you're going to like come in here and you're just going to be like, sup. Hey guys. Sup, Drew. You're going to be like, yeah, today I started my day and I drank like raw eggs and, and I ran up a bunch of steps and I punched somebody in the face. I'm doing 18 Kegels right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's not even like a high number. 
I'm sorry that the first thing that came to my head was Kegels instead of... I'm gonna of, go do burpees. Like, <laughs> yeah, I should have said burpees. A podcast with somebody who's doing burpees? Oh. oh. <laughs> You're gonna become one of those people who um, hits a tire with a hammer for fitness. Is that a thing people do? That's a CrossFit thing. It's what? Like, yeah, it's a CrossFit thing. Um, and I can say this because I worked at Reebok, so I know... They used to, there was one workout where they'd have one of those like giant fucking like tractor tires. Okay. And you take a big old sledgehammer, you just fucking hit it a couple times. <laughs> what? That's yeah. bananas. If just I Google tried CrossFit that, hammer. The, if I tried that, the hammer would ricochet back off of the rubber surface of the tile and knock all of my teeth out. That's why you stand like kind of to the side of where you hit so that it like bounces up over your shoulder and not your face. I'll stick to orange theory. Thank you very much. (laughs) (laughs) Well, hey, if you get too many more tattoos and buff up your toughness, you might be a CrossFit girl. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Andrew has written the topic introduction and it's... Wow, way to throw me under the bus. (laughs) (laughs) Beth's like, hey, if this is bad, it's Andrew's fault. (laughs) No, it's... It's why I'm laughing when I say, ho, ho, how is it already the middle of December? (laughs) Ho, Uh, ha, ha, how. Ho, ho, how. That's so cute. (laughs) It's not the middle of December, though, Andrew. Maybe right now while we're recording it, it's the middle, but it's Christmas Eve. You got your Christmas onesie on, Christmas music playing in the background, snow falling outside. So cozy. The crickle crackle of the fireplace in the background. You can almost hear it if you get real quiet. Oh. This is our Christmas episode. So we're going to talk about what Christmas is like for us. And we're going to read you a story later on in the show. But first, (sighs) Santa's here. (laughs) Santa's here and he will grant you one wish. This one, this is a gift because these are both very good options. You ready? Okay. Would you like to have an overflowing amount of inspiration and constantly be able to generate new ideas off the top of your head? Or magic rendering fingers where suddenly your drawing ability gets a plus 20 and everything you do looks like how you imagined it with ease? Questions. Um, All right, answers. Magical drawing fingers. Is that like I can like strap pencils to like each finger and like draw like 10 times the things or is it only yeah i was gonna say that would be what i would choose like immediately although that would get expensive with cintiq pens so i don't think that would work (laughs) i'd have to buy a lot of cintiq pens (laughs) i hadn't imagined it that way i had just imagined it a vanilla version of this where Uh, you are a normal andrew and instead of having to erase stuff because normal andrew is like Oh, I don't have to erase things. (laughs) Wow. Just kidding. I erase all the time. Command Z is my best friend. (laughs) That's what you said. Commit to your truth, dude. You don't erase ever. I guess someone doesn't need Santa Claus. (laughs) Someone doesn't appreciate the gift of magic. Oh, no. Where'd Santa go? Oh, Santa's leaving. He seems upset. Santa tipped over his plate of cookies and 
dumped his milk on the floor and left. You made Santa dump his milk on the floor. Do you know how hard it is to upset Santa? He <laughs> deals with so much stuff. Well, maybe I just want coal because then I have like charcoal. Okay, then that's what you get. That was the third option. Either two incredible magic (laughs) gifts or um, coal because you're naughty boy, Andrew. I think I would pick pick the magic fingers. um, Magic rendering Because I think a a fire hose of inspiration, as great as it would be, would probably be distracting. And I feel like I already am pretty distracted by new ideas and concepts and brainstorming. Oh, so somebody already (laughs) comes up with ideas constantly that are very good and he doesn't only because i have such an amazing podcast co-host to bounce ideas off of who is equally as good good boy (laughs) santa come back he's being very nice to me (laughs) i'll put a good word in with mr claus oh okay i appreciate that i'll try to get you your magic fingers andrew sweet speaking of magic fingers is a slight tangent at Emerald City Comic Con, there was one day where it was a little slow behind the booth, and I got mm-hmm. bored, and I took business cards and made those, like, bugle witch fingers. Oh. Taped them into, like, cones and then put them on each finger, and then it was just like, hmm. Like, come hither. Come to my booth, please. Yeah. <laughs> Not only does my outfit match my prints, but my fingers now do, too. <laughs> so when you said magic drawing fingers, I imagine just, like, those, but with, like, pencils on the end. <laughs> So, what is Christmas like for artists? Do you decorate? So, I did not decorate this year, and I feel like it's too late for me to be able to decorate and actually appreciate it. It is the uh, it is Christmas Eve. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I blame it on traveling. That's right, because you've been back and forth with conventions yeah. and things. I, I left I left my house to go to a con before December and I came back and suddenly it's Lord more than halfway through the month. Do you normally decorate for Christmas? Uh I usually put up a little tree. I have this little like Charlie Brown style like scrappy tree. Like it's not it's it's like intentionally looks like it it lost most of its uh branches. <laughs> and I bought it because the year that I got it all they had left were like the massive like eight foot trees and i was like that's a little much for me or like the itty bitty like tabletop trees or this one yeah and i was like this one works because it's three feet tall and it's a little charlie brown tree and has character to it that's very sweet yeah and then i do usually put lights on my front porch and um of course my be fucking jolly sign can't forget that. Your year-round be fucking jolly sign. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good reminder. That's fine. That's very masculine of you, I would say, <laughs> these decorations. Yeah. The the tentative baby tree, the, I guess I'll put some on my porch lights, and then the be fucking jolly sign. <laughs> <laughs> like, aggressively male. Oh, no. Is this where my toxic masculinity <laughs> shows up? I think it's, it's just normal masculinity, my dude. Oh, no. Nothing toxic about that. Um, I didn't think that. So I'm a, I'm a very practical person. Yeah. Um, and so decorations in general. Are you the person that like all your decorations are just like white? It's like a white tree, white, like tinsel, white. I'm lights. not actually. Um, here's my background, right? 
my mom is an artist and my mm. mom was a stay-at-home mom before she was anything else. She chose to be focused on the babies instead of focused on career. Um, but you can't help it when you're a creative. It just kind of oozes out of your pores. And the ways that it would ooze onto our home was through holiday decorations. Um, and so my mom, specifically for Christmas, she would transform our home into just like cozy, rich, garland, pretty. And I'm not talking Hallmark Christmas decorations, like yeah. standard what what you see. I'm talking like innovative, interesting ways of of decorating things um i my one of my favorite trees that she ever did was this like bird pheasant tree where she had all of these like stuffed uh stuffed pheasants mm-hmm. and feathers all in strewn in the tree oh, her cool. christmas trees every single year they're dramatically different different color schemes different oh, decorations cool. sometimes they're like snowball fluffy white sometimes um they're like hunt lodge cabin pattern craft paper plaid sometimes it's a candy land wonderland whatever she's in the mood for is what she does and the reason why i sort of grew grew up as an adult being very practical and not wanting to um decorate is because we didn't have a ton of money growing up and Mm -hmm. so for my mom to invest this much into decor was like difficult on the wallet Mm mm-hmm and I thought, no, a, a responsible person has no decorations. <laughs> so I, I like didn't have anything bah for a long humbug. time. Very bah humbug. <laughs> and then a, a college roommate of mine started investing in like seasonal scents for hand soaps. Oh, nice. And I found that I, I really quite liked that. Mm-hmm. I liked dividing my year up based on smells. And so now I do that with soaps. It's like a smell calendar. And when I married my husband, he's a Christmas fiend. Like, that's his fucking holiday. He's all about it. I could see Mike being that way. Yeah. <laughs> just like, this big booming voice. Just ho, ho, ho. Like, I Mike wouldn't put it past him in. to be a Santa when he's like old. Yeah. Um, but his parents would do the thing where you put like cornstarch on the floor yeah. and put boot prints on the floor like santa had come in yeah um and throwing like bitten carrots out on the lawn because the reindeers ate them and shit like that so now although not this year we get real trees we we get a real tree for christmas and decorate it up um and there's a battle between him and i where i was raised decorating the tree thematically every year Mm-hmm. And like to the nines and beautiful, and now it's it's oozing out of me as an adult, and I love to dress up a Christmas tree real fancy. But yeah. Mike has this traditional. Um, here are the special ornaments that we put on the tree that I got from this year and that year and this year. I've never been an ornament person. We yeah. never had um, emotionally important ornaments growing up. Every year it was a different set based yeah. on color theory. So artsy. This year, our our Christmas tree is like a cold in the snow Christmas tree. So it's got scarves wrapped all around it and like a winter hat on the top. And I've I've unstuffed a pillow and put like all of the stuffing on the bottom gradiating up. So it looks like it's covered in snow. Uh, And so it's really that doesn't really match with his um, Sonic ornaments and his (laughs) Spider-Man and his Death Star. Yeah. I wonder if, like, you, you should have, like, one tree that's, like, this is the thematic, like, cool one. And then we have the, like, nostalgic, like, traditional one. But isn't that so 
Or you alternate and like one year, one of you gets to, you know, decorate the big main tree the way they want. And then the other one gets the side tree. And then the next year you swap and then the one who got the side tree gets the main tree and then the other one gets the side tree. What a joyless Christmas. It's like giving a, giving my husband the kitty table of trees is what that feels like to me. Well, that's why you swap like every year because then it doesn't feel like, oh, well, you can have your little fucking tree over there. Because like, <laughs> as soon as I said it, I realized that how it sounded and then that's when I edited it to be the swap every year. I mean, I appreciate it. We got to start with an idea somewhere. I'm just trying to problem solve for you, Beth. Oh, right. I think we will have two trees moving forward because right now in our apartment, we don't have a lot of room. So yeah. we used to get the big real tree. But now since uh, we're working from home and like the living room is also Mike's office, uh, we got a pencil tree. So our tree is only like a two foot by two foot area, yeah. um, which works for us right now. But we just bought a place. And so now we have like a space for the Christmas tree. And I was hoping that we could move yeah. in this month and uh, then have like a fancy Christmas tree, but it's not going to happen until January. Uh, you can always like get it out and then pretend to like take it down at the new place. Because I, I dated somebody who they had a ton of like Christmas traditions of like when they would put the tree up and when they would take it down. Really? Yeah. It was like super wholesome little family things like they just like watch Christmas movies and and drink hot cocoa while they like set it up and took it down that'd be nice yeah. i'll try to pitch that little take yeah. down take down thing i saw um christmas family vacation for the first time yeah that's that movie's pretty funny nice and that's beth's review thank <laughs> you for coming to the show that's a new a new uh new, a new, segment? new segment of the show that's the word i was looking for i could not think of segment i was like bit no <laughs> i got you <laughs> I will say, when it comes to Christmas trees, I also live alone, and I usually go home for for Christmas, so I don't put ah. as much effort into decorating. So Christmas morning is not at your home? No, because I do not have significant others or children, so I can travel the easiest out of everybody. You dress Cadence up for Christmas, though, I don't do. you? I do. She usually... There you go. She's she your usually, tree. <laughs> She, she usually wears yeah, she usually wears a Christmas sweater all day long that has a, a snowman on the back of it. I'm gonna have to get her a new one though, because I just found out that it like part of it has ripped on, on the neck. Oh no. And so there's just like a hole. She's gonna get cold. Yeah, and she does get cold because she's a little 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 pity. But the other thing too that I do is my parents have a Christmas tree that they set up that used to be my grandparents' Christmas tree. And it has um, a base to it that looks like a mountain, like a snow-covered oh. mountain. And then there are all these really old little, like, metal figures of people, like, ice skating or, like, in, like, horse-drawn carriages or, like, oh, plane. Cool. And they set those up on it. And then there's also little, like, uh, like uh, spruce trees and stuff that are also on it. So it's this, like, really cute little, like... Uh, winter wonderland scene yeah and there are people on sleds and skis and so like when i was little i remember at my grandparents like you know playing with those and then being like be careful andrew and then me mm -hmm. like taking one of the skiers and like having them go down the mountain um but but my parents have that now and so it's kind of nice like 
I go home and that's set up and it's like, oh, my niece and nephew get to experience that thing that like I grew up with. How sweet is that? Do you ever feel pressure as an artist to like do your house up real neat for Christmas? Yes. Um, but I also live across from somebody who like they always decorate their home to look amazing for the holidays. Is the attitude like they've they've got this covered? Yeah, they they've got it covered. And like anything I do is just going to look like not great. Cuz also my attitude for the outside of my house is like, well, I don't get to appreciate it. I'm inside most of the time. Why would I put so much time and effort on the outside of my house? You could do something really remarkable though, like with string lights. If you get the right kind of string lights that kind of function as a line, you mm-hmm. could draw portraits. Or, like, depict Santa on the side of your home. But, like, when do I have time to do that? (laughs) I don't. We make time for the things that we want to do. I'm just spitting. I'm just spitting hot fire. Because when Santa came to me, I said, I would like the overflowing amount of inspiration and constantly be able to generate ideas off the top of my head. Uh, I'm willing to go insane. (laughs) Nice. How do you feel about, uh, like, Christmas blow up decorations that, like, outside in the yard? I think they're very funny. Yeah, I especially like them when they're uh, deflated for the daytime. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I like a pile of uh, Santa. <laughs> yeah. I like seeing them like inflate, <laughs> slowly it's, rise. <laughs> it's good. Um, I think they're too expensive. So mm. I have a fucking complex, I think, around decorations and prices because of my childhood. Uh, and so part of me is like, no, I'm not going to decorate my tree with something I bought for the tree, I'm going to take a pillow and rip it open and use the inside (laughs) stuffing for free. Like, that's my shit. I just love the mental image of, like, feral Beth just, like, ripping open a pillowcase and just, like, (laughs) just, like, fluff flying everywhere and you're just, like, scurrying around gathering it. It's going to look so good. I love to take trash and decorate with the trash. (laughs) That's me. I wish they could have seen the face that you just made to see. <laughs> so I would never buy a blow up $120 snowman for my front yard. Too expensive. Yeah. I would make it instead out of snow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, out of snow in California. Good luck. Have fun. And we'll see this year. We got down to like 30 degrees last night. Oh, cold. Yeah. I'm baby. <laughs> I'm so cold. I do love Christmas in L.A., I don't go home for Christmas, so I get to spend Christmas here, which is great because everybody leaves L.A. for Christmas to go back to their home states. So it's just Uh, quiet. It's quiet. No one's here. Everything's decorated stunningly. It's warm as compared to the rest of the country, so you can, like, go out and enjoy the lights. We went to Mike's holiday party for his office, and they turned the parking lot of their company into a snow fallen winter wonderland. It was amazing. That's cool. You've got like Hollywood money out here. And so they just like convert areas to uh, fucking Montana. Yeah. Like no big deal. Oh my God. One of the years that I worked at Reebok, my first year there, they had an insane holiday party. Like parts of their campus were decked out to look like, like a cabin. So they put like yes. fake fireplaces up and like little cozy chairs and blankets and like yes. just stuff everywhere that you could just like hang out with people and talk and 
you know, enjoy the fire. They also had like carriage rides around the campus, like the horse drawn carriage rides. The holiday party almost makes up for the soul sucking right? from the rest of the uh, year. It was great. Also, first introduction to corporate holiday party right out of college was this. Yeah. It's somebody fucking there was a guy who was doing ice sculptures on the front lawn with like a chainsaw. Yeah. Sculpting like a fucking like Reebok shoe. <laughs> <laughs> And then they had like mold wine and like drinks and great food in the gym. They have this like big basketball court that like you could like walk past and like look down on. And mm-hmm. they had a dueling piano, like a like Howl at the Moon style, like you could request Yo. songs. Um, and they had like appetizers and stuff down there. So you could like hang out, enjoy the music and like sit with your friends. It was crazy. I will never experience that again in my life. <laughs> Who knows, man? I I have like been a freelancer with some companies and then been invited to the holiday party because of oh nice the, the close relationship. Yeah, uh, but then I don't go because I don't actually know anybody and I feel nervous. That's fair. But I should. I love a good holiday party. Yeah. Hey, do you have any strong feelings on yes. the color of your Christmas lights? <laughs> Let me, f- bud. Hey, bud. <laughs> Hey, Andrew, let me finish. I'm not talking about your emotions right now. That's a different podcast. (laughs) Christmas light colors. I feel like as the limited color palette guy. Yeah. I am against the haphazard full spectrum of colors on one strand of lights. Thank you. Damn, I, I was actually trying to get way. a different. I was trying to go for the different thing because I thought you were going to pick the other one. Too bad. Damn it. <laughs> you can't predict what the other person's going to do. We're a yeah. team. You and I are a partnership. And so we have to support each other. So when I say something that surprises you, too bad. <laughs> you can't <laughs> tell me. I wish you had done something else. It's like, I wish you were I'm different, like, well, Beth. Why are you this uh, way? <laughs> fuck me then. No, I am also. I'm a I'm a white light Christmas girl. Yeah. I like white lights. I like the neutrality of them. I like the uh how how you can do anything with them. You can pair them with any other color scheme and they're going to look good. Mm-hmm. I like a warm white light specifically. Yeah, I feel like I feel like warm white light like the blue tinted white light. I feel like it doesn't quite go with um like Christmas like you want it to be warm and welcoming and cozy and so the warm white light is like hmm it's gonna curl up over here with my blanket you can do a nice ice tree with that cool white light but I'm not gonna want to live in the tree a Christmas tree you want to live in the tree I want to make a tree I want to live in I want to put a hammock (laughs) under my Christmas tree and be like this is nice I do kind of like thinking about the Christmas tree as if like oh if this were a fantasy like Christmas setting yeah would I want to live here and making like this cool fantasy themed like Christmas tree home like a elf village yeah when I started Christmasing with my husband he loves the colored lights yeah he says it's not Christmas unless it's the colored lights. The white lights to him are yeah. not Christmas. And I burn with sadness. <laughs> Is it because you touched the colored lights and they were hot and that's why you burned? <laughs> that's why I burned. I t- at, they're like kryptonite to me. That just shrieks in horror and goes, 
But they're tacky. I think they're tacky. I think they're tacky. Yeah. And tacky shit burns my hands. Yeah. Unless I like it, in which case it doesn't burn my hands. I'm very um, hot and cold with tacky shit. Yeah. But fully colored Christmas lights, if you like them, my opinion means nothing. I don't like them. I like them on the outside of buildings. Yeah. But in my home, on my tree. Yeah. No, thank you. I wonder I wonder what the consensus is like amongst other artists. Like if they enjoy a tree and decorations that all kind of like go together, or if it's like, ah, we're just gonna grab all this stuff that's like nostalgia. I think the obvious answer is a cohesive probably that presentation. Yeah. I'm gonna you know what? I'm gonna throw a poll up Ooh, on our Twitter. Don't let us forget to recheck this poll at the end of the episode. And I'm going to specifically ask our followers about the colored lights things. Yeah. It's a Christmas lights poll. White lights all the way or multicolored lights, please. We're going to find out at the end of the episode what you guys think and if you're right. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to say the future of the podcast hinges on this. (laughs) (laughs) Can we agree that blue lights are a sin? I think with Christmas stuff, yes, because I think blue lights with Christmas, it, it uh, blue white lights. No, I think if yeah, you go leave like, that to Hanukkah, if you go like bright blue, like the color blue, and it goes with the aesthetic, I'm fine with it. But if it's like you know blue white, no, I'm not about. I don't want. I don't want those daylight fucking Christmas lights. i think it all boils down for me to warm colors christmas is warm christmas is cozy christmas is fireplaces but also when you when you do that's not but that's cool that's outside that's winter wonderland but what if you want to bring that winter wonderland inside i don't because what it is ready for the shot this is the Mm, shot from the outside you see oh my god from the outside you see the house do I need it's to close my eyes cold for this winters. No? no, don't. Okay. Just listen. It's a cold <laughs> winter night. The moon's in the sky. There's snow on the top of your roof and on the ground. Mm-hmm. There's fucking dog poop in the snow. Whatever. You don't we zoom talk. in to the window. And the, the outside of the house is all white and blue and cold. But the window is glowing warm. Mm-hmm. It's glowing a nice tungsten. And we slowly zoom into it and we see a happy family. There's no troubles. They don't have drama. Everybody gets along. There's never a fight, right? And they have a perfectly behaved dog and cat and they sit next to each other. They cuddle up in front of the fire. And there's a Christmas tree and it's dolled up in greens and reds and warm lights. And the presents are all wrapped in candy cane wrappers underneath. And it just feels like a big hot hug. It feels like drinking eggnog that's warm. It feels like caramel. That's Christmas. (laughs) (laughs) Of all the descriptors, that was the one that got me. Outside cold, inside warm. And so, because of this Coca-Cola advertisement that's just burned to the inside of my retina. It's very Rockwell of you. I know. Very Rockwellian scene that you just described that's what christmas is to me and so i can't do the cold stuff in the warm space i love that christmas song would you like christmas means to me yeah 
Specifically the Hanson version. That's not very Rockwellian of you. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I said it being like, oh, I, I can't wait for Beth's response. And I was like, oh, yeah, Beth doesn't like music. So there's going to be I'm no actually, response. Hey, I'm 2022. Yeah. I'm going to start listening to music. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god the the time has come we um we've been employed by the great artist council roy, roy. G, g and biv, biv to write prophetic, prophetic the weekly artist newsletter, newsletter. a super real and super secret real. publication that proves that art talent is actually just magic, magic. the only way to know how to use it is to have a subscription. Subscription. Ooh. <laughs> Echo there was, was, was... That surprised me. <laughs> this one crept up on me, Andrew. I didn't... I, I'm not prepared. I'm not prepared for our homework assignment. That's unfortunate, because neither am I. Oh, no. I thought maybe they would let us uh, have the Christmas off. But does inspiration and does art, does it take time off? On the holidays? Or are the holidays the best time to cultivate inspiration because we're taking time away from work and recharging okay. our creative batteries? Okay, this is good. This is good so stuff. So ways to recharge creatively. It's too bad that we're not electronic beings who could just plug into the wall. I kind of am. I got to plug my insulin pump in every couple of days and I feel like <laughs> I run out of battery. <laughs> All right, so get diabetes and Get then this one in this specific, specific pump. Can we be sponsored by Tandem? <laughs> I don't know. I can't say I've ever listened to a podcast that had an insulin pump sponsorship. It's a very niche market at that point. <laughs> Only type 1 diabetics and also artists. Gotcha, gotcha. So recharging for the holiday season. Yes, 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 yes. In the case that you do not have an insulin pump to plug into the wall. Yes. I think the first step is getting a really fun, cozy pair of socks. Why not do the whole nine yards? Cozy pair of socks, cozy pair of pants, cozy pair of shirt, cozy pair of jacket, cozy pair of gloves. Yes. Because the heat, do you think the heat helps cultivate new thought within the body? I think it so. Really, it, it's, it, it quickens all of your, uh, oh shit, what are, what are things made up of? Atoms. It quickens all your atoms. It heats up and vibrates all your atoms. around a lot more. Yeah. And so like weird ones that wouldn't meet will meet because <laughs> they're moving around more than they normally do. Is it? Is this Adam's speed dating? Yeah. Inside of our bodies. <laughs> we are trying to cultivate an Adam's speed dating situation for the inside of your brain to generate new ideas. So number one, introduce heat. So introduce heat. Yes. Uh, and you'll know you're ready when you can't lower your arms. Very nice. If you ever get too hot, just go outside, flop yourself down. It yeah. looks like you're still doing the snow angel thing. That's how snow angels were invented, actually. Artists made snow angels. Yeah. Because of their overactive neuron imaginations. It was too much inspiration. They had to shut it down. Every snow angel <laughs> is the expression of too much inspiration. Absolutely. A real creative child did one of those. A real creative dad did one of those. Consume hot things. Yes. So like hot mold chocolate. wine, hot chocolate. Turkey. Eggnog if it's hot. 
What do spicy things do? Spicy things work. Spicy things work too. Eat soon de bujige. You know, just just down some hot sauce. Do some hot hot sauce shots. Chilaquites. Peppers, ghost peppers. They're green, right? There you go. It's Christmas themed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, watch uh, whatever the newest Christmas Porn. movie. <laughs> oh. Or that. No, we're trying to no, we're trying to generate heat. Christmas themed porn. Christmas theme. I mean like the Christmas, Christmas element of it. Christmas themed porn. <laughs> this is the time of year where it makes sense to add like the Christmas stuff in there. Where so everyone's like, just wearing just a Christmas hat. That's all you need, really. <laughs> just find that hashtag on the red tubes, on the pern hubs, <laughs> and get get the pit of your stomach get roiled up. So yeah. you got spicy mouth. Spicy head, spicy guts. There you go. Spicy pelvis. Where do you feel it? Pelvis, right? (laughs) (laughs) You cannot cut that. (laughs) Yes, I believe so. That is where most people experience that. I believe that's where we experience those feelings. I can't speak for everyone. Okay. So just turn yourself into a a boiling randy soup. (laughs) And then when you feel like you're at your, you know, boiling point, that's where you make. (laughs) And then when you feel like you're at your peak, that's when you go outside (laughs) and you just dive into a pile of snow. Mm -hmm. And then the ideas will come. And then the ideas will come. There we go. (gasps) We got it. Remember when we used to read these and now we're writing them? Yeah. Wow. We've come so far. I feel very powerful for having given people the tools to be creative, you know? It is a pretty powerful experience. Well, I hope everybody peaks after this. Hi, I'm Beth, and you know that. But what you might not know is that I'm a Denic Notebook ambassador. So why? Well... Back in 2018, my tax man told me I needed a planner, so I just went into an Office Depot and grabbed a cute one. It was made by a company called Denik, and that started one of the most long-term relationships of my life, because I liked that planner so much, I went ahead and bought five of their Stay Flat notebooks. I signed up for their ambassador program because I was already telling people to buy them. No one asked me to make this ad. I had to look up what they're called, but I just love the classic lay-flat notebooks. They have a Smithsone binding so their spines look tidy on a shelf, they're the perfect A5 size, and most importantly, they do indeed lay flat on your desk regardless of what page you're turned to. I've never had to fight these to get them to stop creeping closed while I'm writing. And Denik works with and pays a wide range of artists to create illustrations for their velvety soft covers. So. If you're in need of a notebook, planner, or even sketchbooks, head over to denik.com, that's D-E-N-I-K.com, and enter code BRAD, B-E-R-A-D, at checkout for 15% off your order. That's denik.com, find your favorite thing there, and then enter code BRAD at checkout for 15% off your order. Thanks. Back to the show. Hey, Beth. Yes, Andrew? Can we talk about color? Give me what you got. Oh. 
So in honor of the Christmas season, I thought I would talk about Christmas's two complementary colors that we see all the time. We're just bombarded with red and green. Ooh, I've got some feelings because yeah. red and green for my whole life have been my two favorite colors. Yeah. Ooh, that is that is rough. I'm sorry. Uh, sorry for your too. loss. <laughs> well, what a mistake. The loss of a color scheme. Um, so the question is simple. What do you get? When you mix phthalo green and quinacridone violet or rose. <laughs> and I will what be I putting get? this. Yeah. Like if you mix those two colors together, what, what, what colors can you get? A range. Yes. Well, phthalo green yeah. is a very pungent green. Thalo mm. is a powerful baby. <laughs> uh, it, it's, it's like tealy and I think phthalo is on the cool side. It is. And then you said quinac- quinacridone violet? Quinacridone violet or rose. Okay, so deep pink mixed with powerful cold green mm-hmm. teal. Well, when you put complementary colors together, you get a brown. And so logic dictates that it would be br- a brown. Yeah. But it, I think it would be a bluish brown. I think it would be a cool bluish brown. Is there a word for the bluish brown that I have in my brain? I think it looks like uh, the street cement, uh, but b- cold though. Mm, fuck! Is there a thing? A Weimariner? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a dog breed. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna guess it's the color of a Weimariner, okay. which is indeed a dog breed. Are those it's kind of like, like that a cool blue, cool blue ashy, okay. brown color. So turns out when you mix these two colors together you get a range of like straight up like traditional purple to like blue huh yeah can i see there's a video on on the rundown but it blew my mind when i found it because i was like no blew it they're supposed to be grays why is it why does it make blue (laughs) huh but it make blue okay i'm watching the video and we were taught that you couldn't mix blue. Blue's primary color. But shit makes blue. <gasps> it's blue. Right? It's just blue. Yeah. Rose is a weird color. I was not expecting for those two colors to be able to mix together to make like a traditional blue. Like a Thalo. deep, nice Thalo's blue. Thalo's a fucking wild card. Thalo's your drunk uncle who makes the party <laughs> either really fun or like fucks it up. Oh, God. Yeah. When I found out about Thalo anything, it could go one of either two ways. If you can use Thalo well. It's either a happy drunk or an angry drunk. Yeah, it's like riding a stallion. It's either going to be the most incredible day of your life or you're going to (laughs) die. Would you go as far as to call Thalo like the expert level of colors when it comes to color theory? Yeah. It's like playing Cuphead. Thalo blue or Thalo green. If you add the word Thalo to any color. Yeah. It is like playing the advanced difficulty cuphead. Yeah. God. Even a regular cuphead, I couldn't get past the first thing for like 30 minutes and then I got mad and gave up. That's just cobalt. (laughs) I couldn't get past cobalt. (laughs) I'm a failure. But yeah, no, I came across that video and it blew my mind because I'm sitting here like, oh, it's going to be this like muted blue tone. Like, it'll be fine. 
yeah, it broke my brain a little bit because they always say blue's primary. You're not supposed to be able to mix blue. And yet here we go. We made blue with green and fucking red. Yep. But I remember rose. Rose is a weird color, too, because I remember when I did oil painting in college, mm-hmm. I was told to get like all my primary colors in paint tubes and rose because you yeah. can't mix it. Mm. And so it itself sort of functions as its own magic. I don't know. Maybe it's the feminine <laughs> energy to Thalo's masculine <laughs> energy. Like that's the drunk hand. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Nowadays, I'm more into like primary color schemes. I like uh, blues, reds, and yellows. Um, but until I like became an independent artist as a child and stuff, people would be like, what's your favorite color, Beth? And I'd say, depends on the day. It's either red or green. So those two were way up there. And you cannot illustrate anything with red and green in it without it going directly to the Christmas pile. Yep. And it breaks my heart. You can shift the tones. You can try to make the red like pinky light and the yeah. green like not green. And you can maybe get away with it. But those, the jewel tones, yeah. the ruby red and the forest green, the colors that I fell in love with, that drip from the inside of my heart down to my pelvis where I feel things like people do. Where <laughs> you have your spicy feelings. <laughs> That's where my spicy feel. I've been told where they should be. I want to use these in an illustration and I can't because it's Christmas. I feel like that would be a fun challenge, like trying to make a piece that doesn't feel like Christmas using red and green. Right. You just do something that's like, oh, it's it's Halloween, but it's illustrated in red and green. So it just like breaks somebody's brain when they look at it. <laughs> <laughs> like one of those trailers that's like i re-edited the dear evan hansen trailer to be a horror trailer instead that's me but with holiday themed illustrations and color theory how do you feel about the harry potter films like towards the end when they started to shift into that really muted red and green i'm disappointed in jk rowling's becoming a turf and i can't have any opinions beyond that about harry potter in my own head fair enough what the fuck is that? You asked me that question, I blanked, and I was like, turf, 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 turf. <laughs> and there's, like, nothing else. I'm like, okay, Beth, try to remember. Try to remember the last couple movies and what they look like, and I can remember the fucking wand battle. Yeah. And then the word turf everywhere. <laughs> so I'm sorry. Okay. I'm sorry, this interview is going poorly. It's okay. It's all good. <laughs> that was still a funny answer. But yeah. Well, how do you feel about how Harry Potter became a muted green and red movie, I guess? I did appreciate how tonally as the movie got darker and more serious, the color scheme and like of how they filmed it and everything like got more muted and it became yeah. this very like sickly green and this like kind of barely alive pink. Yeah. And I did appreciate that from a color theory standpoint. Yeah. My mom used to do costuming for um, elementary school and middle school performances. Nice. And she kind of drilled into me how important that is, how important color stories are mm-hmm. to reflect plot lines and character perspe- perceptions and perspectives. Um, and it's interesting because it's useful to utilize quote unquote stereotypical color stories to yeah. indicate things like innocence is light yellow and pink and white. Or purity is is yeah. cool whites, light whites. Um, 
uh, vampirism is like blacks and whites and reds. Like you can kind of dissimulate these things, Mm -hmm. but you can also take purity and apply it to uh, greens and blues and purples and see what happens then. Yeah. And it's like a way to think outside of the box. I was challenged recently about writing characters and like my instinct is to go for what I've seen before. But mm-hmm. then when you change it a little bit, it adds depth to the character. It adds depth to the environment and the storytelling. And it doesn't detract by not following convention. And all of a sudden that's more exciting yeah. and widens a person's like experience of the world. Maybe I'm getting a little bit nebulous talking about this kind of thing, but um it's okay. I just missed my desk with my elbow to like rest on my elbow. So I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm listening. <laughs> Andrew gets knocked out by his own clumsiness on mm-hmm. recording. So maybe, maybe I need to stop worrying about, like, maybe what I'm saying is that if I stopped worrying about how green and red together equal Christmas and just did it with an illustration that had nothing to do with Christmas, perhaps that would add a layer of uh, challenge and complexity to the illustration that wouldn't have been there before had I not gone with the colors that I wanted to go with. You know what? When I was teaching, that would have been a great project right before Christmas. Oh. Like, use red and green... Like, give them, like, Pantone colors. Like, these are the colors that you have to start with. hmm And make it not feel like Christmas. I would just be curious what people would come up with. I'm, like I said, I'm mad that I, like, we're brainstorming this now when I'm not teaching. Okay. Like, why didn't I think of that when I was teaching? <gasps> why didn't I think of that? oh it never fails that each week we see someone do something creative that makes us say why didn't i think of that so before we move on with the show let's applaud those who did it first so what was your why didn't i think of that this week mine i got off of tiktok this remarkable thing came up on my for you page created by molly Fernix. And it's a magic sticker. So she has this like sticker illustration that's packaged in this cute little package. And if you turn it over, there's a QR code that you can scan. And once Mm -hmm. you do that, it takes you to an Instagram filter that then you use on the sticker and the sticker animates. Oh, that's so cool. It's so cool. And I think it's so cool. You're an animator. And I think I will do it. I will steal this idea. Well, I will steal the technology. Yeah. I knew what you meant. You meant steal steal like an artist, a.k.a. see something that you really like and then figure out a way to apply it to yourself in a way that makes sense for you. Yes. Ta-da. Yes. <laughs> yes. You have, you have deeply inspired me, Molly. Oh, that is so cute. It's a little shop and a little character. Got the QR code. Oh, it gets a little bread and gives you bread. I know. So the sticker that she has demonstrating this is this little cat it baker who goes... And when it animates, the baker like goes off screen and grabs a loaf of bread and then comes and like gives you the bread and gives you a little wink and then just loops perfectly. It's amazing. It's so cute. (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't get ready, my Patreon. Get fucking ready because I think I'm gonna start doing some some monkeys drinking coffee. So that's mine. What about yours? Uh, Mine's real simple. AirPods. Um. (laughs) But. Uh, I bought on a whim a, a set of AirPods 
They're the ones that do like um, noise canceling. And it was right before going to C2E2. Like I realized I forgot my iPad charger somewhere and needed to buy one. And so I placed an order at Best Buy to go pick it up. And on a whim was like, yeah, I'm going to get AirPods. All right. And picked them up, got to the show, opened them up, attached it to my phone. And I was able to set up everything and play music and it tuned everything else out. And it was great and fantastic. I highly recommend if you have to do like work like that, because you could just pop them in. They don't get caught on anything because there's no fucking cords. Um, Wow. And they even had a setting where it was like called transparency or something where it's like you could hear everything around you, but the music too. So noise canceling is so wild like that. I didn't think it was going to be that good. Like I knew it had noise canceling, but I was like, oh, whatever. It's just these tiny little fucking earbuds. Like it's not going to be that great. And then like I turned it on. I was like, whoa, (laughs) I can hear myself think. Yeah. The other thing, too, that I love about them is that when you pull one out of your ear, it pauses the music. So, like, if somebody comes up to you and they're, like, asking you a question, you don't have to, like, pull it out and then, like, hit pause. Like, I used to always hate that on my old headphones. And these are just, like, as soon as you pop it out of your ear, it's like, bloop. And then, like, music pause. Yeah. Good job, technology. Yeah. All right. So, let's settle in by the fire. Mm. Because Andrew and I. Let me get my blanket. Okay. Yeah. I'll get my hot cocoa. Okay, let's let's do this. Let's, let's story time. So Andrew and I have collaborated on a story. It might be our greatest it, work. <laughs> I think so. And we're going to take turns reading the story to you. So get comfortable, get cozy. Take a deep breath, close your eyes. Hmm. And let's begin. was the night before Christmas when all through the house the only one stirring was drawing a mouse the tough client's brief was followed with care in hopes that their payment soon would be there the artist was wrapped up and sipping their tea while visions of personal work filled them with glee almost finished they thought as the tablet pen tapped just one more hour and then we can nap when out on the lawn there arose such a clatter They sprang from their ergonomic chair to see what was the matter. (laughs) Away went their commission in a horrible flash, and with it, dreams of that sweaty, sweaty cash. The dust on the screen shone like new-fallen snow, reflecting an expression I pray you never show. Brows knit in worry, mouth open, then smothered, they fell to their knees, hoping Photoshop recovered. Hot blood in their veins and clenching their taint, what was that loud noise that could make them late? A glance out the window, they spotted the prick. They knew in an instant it was goddamn Saint Nick. Eight reindeer with sleigh into sight they came. Nick whistled and shouted and called them by name. No dasher, no dancer. Come on, Prancer and Vixen. Fuck Comet. Fuck Cupid. Don't get me started on Donder and Blitzen. To the top of the porch, to the top of the wall. Now dash away, dash away, dash away all. He bellowed aloud like a drunken performer as he lifted his sleigh from a crumpled transformer. So up on the rooftop, the coursers, they flew with the sleigh full of toys and St. Nicholas too. And then in a twinkling, they heard on the roof the prancing and pawing of each little hoof. 
The artist was angry and ready to scream. Down the chimney, St. Nicholas came like a dream. He was dressed all in fur from his head to his foot, and his clothes were all tarnished with ashes and soup. A bundle of toys he had flung on his back. The artist, however, was set to attack. Only red could be seen, and Santa was huge. His cheeks cadmium red, his nose radiant rouge. His droll little mouth was drawn up like a bow, and the beard of his chin was white as the snow. The stump of a pipe he held tight in his teeth, and the smoke encircled his head like a wreath. He had a broad face and a little round belly that shook when he laughed like a bowl full of jelly. He was chubby and plump, a right jolly old elf, and they laughed when they saw him in spite of thyself. A wink of his eye and a twist of his hand soon let them to know to not fight this man. He spoke not a word, but set straight to his work, restoring the power, this elf's not a jerk. And laying his finger aside of his nose, the PC powered up, and up the chimney he rose. They sprang to the chair, to the screen, gave a whistle. The inked mouse was restored, and holding a thistle. Santa had added his own little flair. The artists submitted and sat back in their chair. They heard him exclaim ere he drove out of sight, Happy, Happy Christmas, Christmas to all, and, and to all a good, good night. Do you have an artist you want to share this week? I do. I found this wonderful artist. They go by Kevin Addy. They have this wonderful like collage style of like all these crazy colors that like whoa create these really interesting shapes and it's so abstract but it's also not abstract and it just it makes my heart happy. Yeah, this is a very Andrew inspiration mood board yeah. illustrator. Yeah. Whoa, it's like, it's like, you know, when you see um, a paint palette that has like a bunch of different paint that's mm -hmm. all been mixed together and then overlapped and overlaid and overlapped, yeah. but digital, and then also it's an illustration. Yeah. I love this one that's um, on the second row down to the right with like the pink and it's like the silhouette of a girl against this like background that's very dark and muted and it's just, ugh, it's so good. I feel like... I feel like their work is so good at focusing on silhouette. Yeah, this is a really hard thing to do because it's very chaotic. Yeah. The mark making is super chaotic. Mm -hmm. And so to lean on clean silhouettes to organize that chaos, yeah. it's working really well and it doesn't seem like it should. Yeah. And they're really good to it. Like there are other pieces, like there's this one called Nephilim that is amazing and it's like so chaotic and everything but also does a really great job at form like it, i'm just blown away at their ability to control the chaos this is one of those artists that like when i came across their stuff i was like oh fuck you like, it's so good <laughs> i also i love doing this artist um shout out thing back and forth between you and i mm -hmm. because i'm getting a better sense of what tingles your brain which is all stuff that I can appreciate and love, but isn't necessarily what tingles my brain. And it's fun to, it's fun to learn about myself through learning about you. Does that make sense? Yeah. That makes yeah. perfect sense. One of my favorite things is learning what art inspires my friends, because then I feel like it gives me a better understanding of who they are. 
and like yeah. my fr- who my friend is like and how they work and i think it's so interesting how we all work in such different ways like even yeah. watching you work on your twitch stream it it's so interesting for me to watch and see how you create versus like what i'm used to mm. and there's no right or wrong way for our listeners who are you know Mm-mm. wondering about getting into art or our artists like there's no right or wrong way, but it's it's so interesting to me to see like, oh, that's how your brain works. That's cool. Like my brain yeah. doesn't work that way. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can tell us how your brain works by tweeting at us at your art friends, just like everyone who shared their Spotify wrapped with us did. Oh, my God. My, I don't think Andrew and I expected to be on people's top charting podcast. I absolutely did not. It was wonderful to see that. Thank you so much. Yeah, it was a pleasant surprise all day that day. I think it was the first day of Seattle, um, of Emerald City Comic Con. And I was just like, started the day like really early and just started getting tagged by people left and right. And it was just such a wonderful little like, ooh, it was like, ooh, a little piece of candy. Like, ooh, yeah. piece of candy. A little serotonin in yeah. my brain. I also want to shout out two art friends who listened to the show and came up to me in person at Emerald City Comic Con and C2E2. So shout out to Shelly and Matthew for coming by and saying hi. It was super nice talking to both of you. Um, I did not expect this year to to have people come up already that were like, hey, I listen to the show. It's my favorite. And you guys just made my weekend so much better. So thank you so much. Wonderful. Yeah. You can also email us at yourartfriendspod at gmail.com. I'm Beth B. Rad all over the internet. Um, it's Christmas, so I will be posting a Vlogmas video on my YouTube channel, Beth B. Extra, pretty soon here. And I think it's going to be like an hour or two hours long of like the whole month. That'll be cool. You can find me at Schmandrew Art everywhere on the internet. Uh, my online shop is currently closed, but will be opening back up sometime in January. Uh, and con-wise, I won't be doing conventions again until February. And with that, we've come to the end of the podcast. Sometimes we were serious, and sometimes it was just tomfoolery. Shout out to famed 16th century court jester Tom Fool. Ho, ho, ho. But that's just, oh my God, it was Santa this time. (laughs) But that's just what you get when you two friends who met because of a shared love of making things and a bare ass hang out together. Be fucking jolly out there. (laughs) Checking back in on the poll about what Christmas lights are preferred. And boy, we better change Beth's name from Beth Be Rad to Beth Be Mad because multicolored lights are so far winning the race. 59.6% to 40.4%. Uh, so right now, Beth's going to be real mad. She's gonna, it's going to ruin her holiday. Um, yeah, so that's it. Thank you guys so much for participating. Uh, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, all the fun stuff. Bye! <laughs>